This week, we've got Paige Allen, a registered veterinary technician who also served as the president of the North American veterinary community. This week, she's going to be sharing her lessons from life and how you can make a positive change in our profession. This week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And making a difference in our profession is a tough topic. And this week, we've got a special guest who has made a career out of making positive change in our profession. And I just can't wait to introduce you. But before we introduce you to her, I want to introduce you to me. I am, as always, one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, you know, we talk a lot about the problems in our profession, and we always encourage our listeners to get involved, get active, as you say, get in front of it. Well, today's guest is a person who's really gotten in front of a lot of tough topics. Yeah, I'm I'm incredibly excited. It's kind of a tack of the vet text today, and so I'm I'm especially proud to have Paige Allen here today because she is one of the best representatives I can think of of veterinary technicians out there. You know, breaking that glass ceiling, going above and beyond, and, and making a difference. Yeah, and before we get to Paige, again, a little bit about her. She currently serves as the Assistant Director of Academic Advising and Recruitment for the Veterinary Nursing Program at Purdue University, all the way up there in Indiana, uh, where I'm sure it's very cold this time of year. But she's been active in NAFTA throughout her career. And of course, I, I really I really came to know and appreciate and admire her when she was president two times, two different terms. We'll get to that in a second, of the North American veterinary community. Of course, those are the good folks who bring us the VM. X. So without further ado, Paige Allen, welcome to the Veterinary Viewfinder. Well, thank you both so much. I am thrilled to be here, excited, and um, humbled by the amazing, wonderful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, it is well-deserved. And you know, Paige, I think a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, our audience is, you know, spanning veterinarians, associates, owners, managers, veterinary technicians, you know, assistants, and so forth. Uh, a lot of students uh, listen to us. And my mom. And Becky's mom. Uh, But a lot of times I think, you know, we do get overwhelmed by some of the negatives. As we start today's, give us a positive. Give us something that you think is just great that's happening in vet medicine right now that you're proud of. Oh, my gosh. There are so many. And the one that immediately popped into my head is the younger generation of vet techs or vet nursing students who are who have the opportunity, I think, to really um, experience change in the profession, the conversations about money, the conversations about empowerment, which I really love the word empowerment. I think about you utilize a tool, but you empower people. So I'm so excited. I wish I was a lot younger so that I could be (laughs) on that front line and continue that, that conversation and moving the profession forward. Wow, I love that. And that's a great way to start it off. Now, another thing I'd like to start off with is, I mean, I know a little bit of your story, but tell the the Viewfinder family, like, why vet medicine? I mean, you could have done anything. You're incredibly talented. You've got tons of education. But why vet technician specifically? So, um, hmm, I always I always think about how much of my story do I want to tell? Because I was, <laughs> yeah, I was one of those people who started out in pre-vet 
right? And then, um, so living in South Dakota is where I grew up and going to school there. And there's no vet school in South Dakota, right. but reciprocity agreements with different states around vet schools. Um, and I perhaps um, did not study quite as hard as I could have and should have at that age. And so my advisor, when I was in college, said, I'm not sure you're going to get into vet school. I was really disappointed. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and then I was home for the summer and a flyer came in the mail for um, a school, National College, which is still in business, but there's no vet tech program there anymore. And and it said, do you want to be in vet med, but you don't want to be a veterinarian? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so I sort of, I think by the grace of God, fell into this profession of veterinary technology, which um, uh fit me so much better than being a doctor of veterinary medicine and is way cooler and more fun than being a doctor, in my opinion. Don't you think, <laughs> Becky? Not, oh, I mean, personally, way, way cooler. And, and I didn't have that journey where I wanted to be a veterinarian. I, I felt like I always wanted to be a veterinary technician. But I think about how many people have that story where they didn't know about our profession. And I'm right. so grateful for the advocating and the advocacy that's going on out there to help people know there are more ways to be a veterinary technician. And it's like you learned that early on in your career. And now you are have exemplified that. Well, thank you. So you have to remember this was back in the eighties and even the veterinarian that worked, um, that I, that I shadowed at my, uh, in my hometown said, you can't be a veterinarian. You're a woman. So like, remember wow. the eighties was a long time ago, right? Wow. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. speechless. Yeah. The eighties was the ex- you know, Wait, sorry. Having been born in the eighties, it was not that long ago. <laughs> right. Well, and, and you know, what bothers me too, Paige, and I totally agree that sentiment did exist, especially in rural America where I grew up in rural Southwest Georgia. But you know, here's the fact by the time we hit the mid eighties in the veterinary profession, half of the veterinary school enrollment were females. So it's really ignorant to make that statement. But, you know, hey, we're seeing it today. People of color are saying, you can't be a vet because, you know, there's no people of color and no no whatever, you know. I mean, so I, I totally agree with you that it's a problem. Okay, so here's what I want to get to next is, all right, so this is the 80s. You're now going to vet tech school. You graduate, but you almost, I mean, very quickly got involved with organized medicine, which we're constantly trying to encourage our listeners to do. What made the move? Why did you say, hey, you know what? I want to get involved with NAFTA because I think that was on your earlier things that you got involved with. But what what made that move to get involved in organized veterinary medicine? So I think um, when I came to work at Purdue, so that was um, about three and a half years after I graduated with my vet tech degree, I came to Purdue and started working and saw the importance of organized um professional organizations outside of where you work, right? And to be able to be at Purdue, watch all of the people, faculty and staff who were involved in things. So Pat Navarre, um, who was yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah. involved with NAFTA, um, really encouraged me to do those things. So NAFTA, I was a part of the Indiana Vet Tech Association. I was, I had several different offices in that organization because I really thought it was important that we have a voice, right? And until we're... Um, organized in a way that all of our voices unite, which, again, is going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I don't know when, but it is going to happen. But as we all are united, that's where the power comes in, right? That's where the conversation happens. That's where people start to listen when you have a group of you together working and sharing that same information out. 
Yeah, and, and Paige and Becky. Uh, Becky. Becky, as many of you guys know, is the uh, president-elect of NAFTA, North American Veterinary Technicians Association. Uh, Becky, here we go. We're back, you know, 30 years plus ago. We're saying, hey, it's important to get involved. This is how we make change. Fast forward to 2023. Becky, how are we going to move the needle on participation? I mean, I think we... We have moved the needle on participation. And if you think about it, we have moved the needle in participation. Here's the thing. We had to get to zero. Paige was being told she couldn't even be a veterinarian, right? So we didn't even get to start off at zero at that point. And so we have moved the needle. We're just now getting to a point where we have met and are exceeding equity in in the industry. And now we're bringing light to the salary issues and we're bringing light to other issues that we're facing so that we can get to zero and be at an equal starting place. That being (laughs) off of that soapbox, we continue (laughs) to move by being involved. It's like I say it over and over and over again, but, but Paige, people ask me all the time, how do I, and it really starts with those. It starts at home, the state association. When people ask me how I got to where I am today, it literally and truly was getting involved in my state association followed by the national. Love it. I totally agree. And Ernie, I just have to, I have to um, gently correct you because I do the same thing. It is no longer North American. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? It's National Association of Vet Techs in America. But I do the same thing all the time and it makes me chuckle. I I was like, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I apologize for that viewfinder. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Changing, when you change what you're, it's always tough. So so getting back to this, uh, Becky and, and Paige, again, participation is key. Organization is paramount to change. Um, what are some of the changes, Paige, that, that you've witnessed over your career? I mean, obviously, we mentioned that, hey, there came a time when people are like, hey, you can't be a vet, you're a woman. Uh, but what are some of the other positive changes you've seen over your career? So I think um, hmm, the advent of, uh, so I was a large animal tech, right? So you think about the physicality of that job and how the advent of different pharmaceutical agents have changed that so that you don't have to be this manhandling person that, you know, uh, manhandles a thousand pound horse or a thousand pound cow or whatever. And so the advent of of agents, really the um, evolution of the team. So when I started as a vet tech, we were really a set of hands. And that's really how we were. Tra- and I'm going to use the word trained, even though I don't really like that word, because I think you train dogs and monkeys and we educate right. people. <laughs> Good. But we were really trained because we were a set of hands and how our education has evolved into really an understanding of anatomy and physiology and pharmacology and all of those um, pieces that as a veterinary technician who's graduated from an AVMA accredited program, who sat the VTNE and my state boards, that I have that understanding that um, the on-the-job trained or the veterinary assistants don't necessarily have. And I think, you know, you I've heard you guys talk, I've heard other people talk, and I totally agree that there are amazing, amazing veterinary assistants out there. But the profession can't move forward until we really have that separate delineation in our jobs and that veterinary stop calling vet assistance by the veterinary technician. Yeah, name. Amen. 
Okay, so Paige, I totally agree. I mean, we've seen some, you know, I, I love the fact that you bring in the use of pharmacology and, and pharmacological agents to help restrain large animals because that, that was transformative in the profession. I remember actually kind of being a vet at that time when, you know, suddenly now a lot of female veterinarians were out there, you know, seeing these, you know, massive horses and cattle and large animals. And so I think that's a big thing. But getting back to this participation and getting back to this whole, how do we change it? You know, you, you alluded to title protection. I mean, Paige, why, why can't we move faster on that? I mean, to me, that just seems like a no-brainer. I can't believe that there are states that don't have this already baked in to their Veterinary Medical Practice Act. I mean, help me, help me out. Oh, Ernie, <laughs> if only I had a silver bullet to fix it all, right? <laughs> um, uh, it, it's so multifactorial, and I think that that's the thing that we struggle with. And I think veterinarians can't hire vet techs because there's not enough of us. And so, you know, we've talked about more. So there's over 200, I think, and 15 vet tech programs. So we are generating veterinary technicians out there. I think what the issue is, is that we're leaving the profession because we're not empowered. We're not um, allowed to work at the top of our skill set. The, the, um, bullying and the, um, Oh, what's the word? Uh, the hazing that happens when you come oh, into a yeah, practice yeah. that I just think, why are we eating our young? So for me, it's like, we don't need to put more vet techs in the bucket. We need to plug the hole that they're leaving, right? right. And so how do we do that? And how do we then, in, and so veterinarians can't hire us, can't hire enough of us. And so they're, they need the help. So they're hiring people off the street and they're training them to do what they want them to do. And I think that you know, I don't have an answer there. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and I don't think, I think it's unanswerable. It's just good to all be participating and trying to move it. And, you know, as we've said on the, on the show multiple times, Becky and Paige, I mean, you know, we, I mean, corporate entities are actually moving or accelerating this change faster than anything I've seen yeah. in my career, simply because they're saying, Hey, you know, we can, and we will. And I think that's powerful too. Becky, any other thoughts around, you know, title protection, especially, you know, you've heard paid perspective on that, you know, as you move into president elect at NAFTA, what do you think about title protection? Well, I got a, I got page. It's going to be a tough one. Okay. And it's not personal. It's professional. But I think my new goal moving into my role with the, um, with NAFTA is going to be looking at the use of nurse since it is not a recognized title in our country at this point. And so I guess as president, it's a it's a sticky spot for you, I know, because when we serve in a role, we have to support the voice and the stance of our association. And I know NAVC has taken the stance of supporting the title nurse. What are, I guess, can you say, or what are your thoughts on that? And I guess maybe mm -hmm. at this point where there's been some transition in um, the, the goals of the VNI, and given that you are kind of one of those I don't, you know, you, you paved the way for a lot of us oh, and, yeah, and you've yeah. been a veterinary technician. That's been your title, like you said, since the eighties. So like, what can you say within, within your abilities uh, as president? I know they're limited, but, but talk to me a little bit about that and what the future looks like. That's so funny because I had just made a note. I wanted to talk about that. I love that we're on the same, <laughs> same. So actually, Becky, when I graduated, I was actually an animal health technician yes, because at yeah. that time, right, 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 AVMA yeah. had not done the recognized title. So AVMA came out with the registered veterinary technician or the veterinary technician. Um, and so, uh, I, for all my life, right, have been in the state of Indiana, a registered veterinary technician, which is protected in our state. Um, but 
and I and I twitched a lot at the word nurse. And then, you know, I as I as I've matured, um, I've thought about uh, what does the public understand? Number one, they understand what a nurse does. I also understand that conversation of we do more than nurses, um, and that's not to belittle what nurses do. But you know, there are uh, human medicine has gone into so many different directions. The phlebotomist and the nutritionist and all of those things that we haven't done a little bit. We've done, right. but um, uh, the younger generation, in my impressions, is. They want to be RVNs. They want that. And when I talk to someone and I say, do you know what a veterinary technician is? And they say, no, I say it's like a nurse for animals. Exactly. Exactly. So I understand the, like, here's my, oh, I'm going to be a little bit mean to NAFTA. If 20 or 30 years ago, NAFTA had had the money and had the people to be able to, to educate us and had the, maybe even social media, right? The ability to educate the public on the importance of what a veterinary technician is and what a veterinary technician does, then we wouldn't be here today. But I can't go back and change time. So how do we get us all on the same page? Like, let's just pick one and move forward. Yeah. Right. And and I don't care anymore, honestly, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 I, I'm glad you said that. And we've said that multiple times. I mean, we echo your sentiment to a large extent, uh, Paige. You know, I, I do believe that the term nurse is probably more broadly appealing, especially to the younger generation, as you've alluded to as well. I think that's that's been my experience when you talk about it. I also love viewfinders, the fact that if you ever have to explain to someone in the public what a vet tech is, you simply, I will guarantee you somehow say it's like a nurse for animals, right? I mean, you know, there's just no way around that because that's the shortcut. So I love that. But I'm with you, Paige and Becky, you know, at this point, title protection to me seems the most obvious target. It's something that needs to be done in all 50 states and protectorates, in my opinion. And so that's an easy one to, to get moving on. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, you say easy, but it's all the practice <laughs> right, acts right, right, and right, everybody right. opening the practice acts. And, and I also realized I didn't really answer your question about NAVC, um, changing the name of our journal to veterinary nursing. And I think I think so much of that was in support of the VNI and how the VNI started and had a really a really great groundswell. Purdue changed the name of our vet tech program to right. veterinary nursing, all in support of the VNI. And I thought it had really great movement. And then what happened? That stupid pandemic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Shut down all the legislatures, stopped everything from moving forward. And so, you know, I Becky, I totally get that in your position as president, um, figuring out what is the best direction and trying to maybe, I mean, maybe we do a vote. Maybe um, the NAVTA members who are credential technicians vote and and then NAVTA says, this is what our voices, this is what our, our, our constituency says, right? Pick one and go. And then how do we get all of those naysayers behind either way, right? Yeah. That brings me to a great question, actually. Look at how I gave myself credit for that. I have a great question. <laughs> no, but it, like, uh -oh. what it made me think about was really interesting because I have been echoing to some people's dismay that NAFTA is a member-driven organization. It, it, its purpose is to be a member-driven organization. So... It, it is an interesting thing when I think about supporting the profession and supporting our membership and where they align and where they misalign, because it, it is sort of, a, to me, my responsibility to support mm. our membership while supporting our profession. Now, 
NAVC does not have paid membership. So Paige, how does this affect you as, as president? How You get to kind of just serve the community as a whole. So tell me a little bit about what your goals are. Tell me how that looks for you. Um, and, and what is NAVC doing for the profession right now? And, and I don't mean that judgmentally, but just like, it's a neat yeah. opportunity. What do you got? What, what are you guys up to? Yeah, and viewfinders, in case you were wondering, I mean, Paige is the only, as far as I can tell, uh, person to serve two terms uh, as NABC president. She did this because during the pandemic, there was such a you know chaos and so forth that they just kind of said, hey, Paige, would you do it again <laughs> during the pandemic? <laughs> um, so, you know, you do have a wealth of experience and a unique perspective on this. So I love, I love Becky's question. Yeah, I think, Becky, uh, there are many times in the board we talk about um, the... Uh, well, no, I'm going to say me, grateful that we didn't have a membership, right? Because it gives us some freedom to to look and make decisions. The other thing I, I would say about the NAVC Board of Directors is that an amazing group of people who have no agendas, no personal agendas, the only agenda is what can we do that will help the profession. And we created um, a couple of years ago, um, our vision statement, a world in which the veterinary healthcare team thrives. And our mission is we create unparalleled opportunities for the veterinary community that foster lifelong learning, encourage growth and promote well-being to advance animal care worldwide. And we did so much work creating those things they're really the heart of who we are, who NAVC is. And I finished my role on the board in January um, at, um, at the end of uh, VMX. I am now out to pasture with the other past presidents. And Ernie, I, I heard you talk about um, the picture that you that got taken, you know, of all yeah. of the past presidents that were there and, and the importance and the legacy of all of those people who have laid a foundation and for the rest of us to grow upon. And I'm hoping that that is in some ways what I'm doing is trying to put down a legacy and leave some foundation so that this younger generation of students, I mean, as an academic advisor with the students, I get so excited. They are so passionate and they are so forward thinking and they want to connect with DVMs and they want to build a relationship that is always the best interest of the patient. Sorry, I got off on a little tangent there. But I think, Becky, back to your question of, um, you know, it, it, it's in some ways a really, it's much easier to be a part of an organization and on a board that doesn't have a membership to answer to. But I think that our board is very in tune with, we make sure we have clinical representation, we have practice managers, um, we have vet techs um, who all really come at things with different eyes, and we have very spirited debates during our board meetings about different topics. And then at the end, when we vote on it as a board, then we then we're done. And we jump on board and we support whatever decision was made by the board. Yeah, it, it's remarkable. It I, really is. Uh, yeah, I would say you have got some of my favorite people on yeah, the yeah. NABC, um, not just the board, but also involved in the organization. Um, and, you know, you're... Um, you know, Dana Varble being, um, I don't know what her role is. She's head veterinarian of the world, right? Like that's, I think she's <laughs> North American veterinarian queen yeah, yeah. of the 
century. So <laughs> she's, you know, you've just got some great folks who um, have been, I, I think, also in a lot of different positions. And that's one thing that I've noticed a lot of diversity um, d- from a professional standpoint, as well as diversity that, you know, we're seeing more diversity in general in, in NABC's leadership, but um, from a professional standpoint. And I think that's a really big deal to the future of the um, profession in general. And, and you're, you know, understanding that it isn't just about veterinarians and veterinary technicians. We have so many spokes to our wheel and our customer service, um, our industry reps. We've got so many folks and so much education needs to be done. So much community needs to be supported. And um, I love the way you guys have encompassed that in your in your mission and your in your vision. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I admire you. But anyway, let's, okay, as we sort of start to wrap up today's conversation, which I think has been very inspiring to me, at least, uh, what, what are you working on now, Paige? I mean, I, I know a little bit, but tell, tell the viewfinder family, like, what, what's your next thing that you're, your next great big thing that you're working on? So, um, uh, hmm. So in 123 days, not that I'm counting, um, <laughs> I will be leaving this position at Purdue University. Um, yeah. And uh, I have been when I re- when I retire. I hate to say that word because it you doesn't. You are not retiring. <laughs> no, I'm not. But when I leave Purdue, I will have been here for 36 and a half years, and I have served many roles in this college and um, have a great sense of uh, pride and family. And um, uh, I just I, sometimes I think I don't know how I'm going to walk away, but I'm going to. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do next and what is my <laughs> next career going to be. Um, I'm looking for forward to spending some time with my grandkids because I do have um, four of them with another one on the way. Um, But I'm looking forward to connecting with people and trying to figure out, I I really want to I want to make us better. I want to, I want to, I love um, Josh Vaisman and Flourish Veterinary Consulting and the people who also, other people who I don't know of who do that stuff. And I want to be a positive role model and a positive influence and help people keep, make this profession better. And uh, I don't know how I'm going to do that Mission yet. accomplished, Paige. Mission <laughs> accomplished. I mean, you've done that in spades, for sure. Well, let me ask you this. So, so now, speak to the viewfinders and to Becky and myself. Um, what are your challenges? Like, what? how do you say to the next generation or the people that are still, you know, going to be active? I mean, I know you're still going to be active, but you know what I mean. Um, as we're passing the baton, uh, what are those things like you say, hey, this is what I really think, you know, you need to be looking at for the next five or 10 years. I mean, what are, what are those challenges that you would ask from the profession to say, you know what, guys, I've been working on this, but time to pass the baton. We need to finish this out. We need to make this better. What are those little two or three things that you think we need to pay attention to? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is on a on a really individual basis to remember that you have a, each of us as an individual has a sphere of influence around us. And we may not think that that we're influencing people, but we are by our actions, by our behavior, by the words that we choose to use around each other, um, we can be a positive or a negative influence. And so I think so important to think about leadership um, within the practice, even if you don't have a title of leader. I'm going to plug a little bit for NAVC, our Rippy, our Earl Rippy Scholarship right. that brings veterinary nurses, veterinary technicians to VMX um, uh, at free 
um, if they win this scholarship. And it's really about leadership. And and we don't look at strictly leadership in um, a professional organization, but also in the community and how much we can educate people. So continuing to be the voice of our profession um, anytime we can, continuing to be the voice of that patient and being the advocate for every patient that you work with and building a relationship. I want to see each technician build a relationship with their veterinarian that then the veterinarian says, hey, I'm, I want your opinion on this. What do you think about this? And I think, oh my gosh, how can we, that's like the ultimate care for our patient, right? That our focus is always on taking care of our patient and what we can do that's best for our patient. So I'm really, I'm really Dr. Ward and, and Becky at a, at a individual level. As I look and I try to pull up to the 50,000 foot level, it's be respectful of each other's opinions and listen and learn. Because I think if you surround yourself with people who have the exact same opinion of you, what do you learn from that? You don't learn anything. You don't grow. Um, And so, listen to other people and try to see their perspective. We don't always have to agree, but being respectful and being kind to each other and supporting those newbies, right? Instead of coming into the practice and you're doing it wrong and they taught you at school wrong, Let's let's work together and figure out what's best for our patient. So I don't know. Does that sound good? It sounds good. And Becky, I also heard clearly. Uh, let's get the veterinary technician title protection thing done. I'm pretty sure that was baked in there. I, I heard it was a code. I got your page. Check I got you. and check. Don't worry. No, it's inspiring. It's inspiring to hear. And you're, I mean, you're right, Paige. I think we have to change the attitude. And it sort of circles back to what you said in the beginning, uh, in in terms of eating our young. It's 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 yeah. crazy what we we put ourselves and the folks around us through. When truthfully, we have one of the most beautiful professions full of the most incredible people and um, some of the biggest hearts. And it's like, if you, we use our powers for good, we really truly would be unstoppable as a profession. Yeah. And Paige, I love the fact too. I mean, you have to share your opinions, folks. You have to share your perspectives, uh, but you have to do it respectfully and civilly. And we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast, guys. Go back and listen. We gave a whole podcast on how to bring up these difficult discussions with your boss or your manager or your coworker in a civil fashion. But, you know, Paige, that is, uh, it does get lost with the keyboard warriors out there who just kind of spew a bunch of hate and really not trying to make a positive change. But you have made a positive change, Paige, Alan. Uh, RVT, MS, all kind of credentials. I mean, you have done amazing work at Purdue and around the world, and I can't thank you enough for spending time and sharing some of your words of wisdom with the viewfinders. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time, and I appreciate all that you guys do in pushing um, us forward as a profession and showing how really veterinarians and veterinary technicians can work amazingly together. Well, guys, how are you pushing the profession forward? Have you been inspired by Paige Allen and Becky and others in the profession who are trying to make this so much better? Uh, we'd really like to hear your experiences around, you know, hazing, like Paige mentioned. You know, what do you think about title protection? What do you think about the term nurse? I mean, you know, it's time to really open up those those topics once again because we got Becky in charge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, I want to hear what you have to say, me. Maybe, hopefully, if it's nice, please be nice. Take words from Paige and head on over to veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com to send us an email. You can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at veterinaryviewfinder. 
That's right, guys. We want to thank Paige Allen once again for spending time with us today. We'll have some links to where you can find out more about what she's up to. And please follow her because she is a, definitely a force in the profession. Thank you, Paige Allen. Thank you, Becky. And thank you, Viewfinders, for over six and a half years of loyal listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 B